0: This is Jim, and I was just thinking. I've left the lovely Miss Reagan in the house today. Although, the lovely Miss Reagan is down in the basement watching me walk out the door, giving me the sad eyes, which is easy for her to do since she's a bloodhound. I kind of just do that, it's kind of like a resting face. But nonetheless, giving me the sad eyes. Wanted to know where Daddy was going and why she wasn't coming with. I do like that dog. She's definitely my buddy. But, I am now walking up the big hill. Something I have not said. On this podcast in quite a while. So here we go. Walking up the big hill. And you may be asking yourselves. Where did I get this beautiful house? Where did I get this beautiful wife? Oh, sorry. Flashing back to the 80s. Sorry, you may be asking yourself. Well, how big is the big hill? Well it's just a little under a quarter of a mile and it is an elevation gain of just over 100 feet. So in .2 miles I will be going up, 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 up for a little over 100 feet. So it's a hill. It definitely qualifies as a hill. I think I have seen on Strava that it's pegged the grade at 10%. So that's why I'm always breathing a little heavy going up it. Because I'm not trying to walk slow. Because the sooner I get to the top, the sooner I can run. So I want to get there as quickly as possible. But that means ascending this hill, which is, in fact, a hill. So. There you go. Alright. I don't have any particular topic for today. I'm just going to share some random and sadly probably somewhat disorganized thoughts with you. Yeah. And I'll do it in stereo unlike usual I am not doing this on my phone I am doing this on my $100 Tascam DR-05 handheld recorder All right. My goodness, it is so much like Florida here right now. I'll explain that in a minute. All right, top of the hill. Ready set, let's do something. It's gonna be an easy run. At a 60, 20. out of this little forested area, this stupid little gnat-like mosquito get away from my face. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Anyway, so I'm getting in my last run of the week being Friday. So Friday's my last run of the week. I take Saturdays off at least over the summer so I can accomplish some things around the house and have a full day to do it. And then I'll get back to running longer again on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So, although this Sunday that long run will probably be on Satan's sidewalk. The squirrel wheel of death. The road to nowhere. indoor people mover. because we're supposed to get some more rain here over the weekend and definitely Sunday so, of course won't be as bad as the folks in New England who are looking down the barrel at Tropical Storm Enri which sounds very much like the English word ornery which doesn't sound like that's a mistake but ornery of course is the French pronunciation of the word actually is the name Henry, and literally take off the Y at an I, and it stops being Henry, and it starts becoming Henri, which of course allows me the opportunity to speak to you in this outrageous French accent. (laughs) So there you go. much like Florida here. So, if any of you have ever been to Florida, one of the amazing things about Florida is they can have the skies open up and two inches of water fall from them, hit the ground, and within 30 minutes, it looks as if it hasn't rained. So, we have that phenomenon going on right now. The ground is completely dry even though it rained this morning. It rained last evening. Rained the day before that. I mean, our road should honestly take a full day to dry out with all the rain we've had here and yet, bone dry right now. So very much like Florida, and that's not a south central Pennsylvania. Phnom? No, it's not. No, it's not. But I'm well decked out in my Jean Luc Picard haircut. Another opportunity to speak French there, or at least with the accent. Or should I say? the faux accent which now allows me to actually use a French word because of course the word faux is French for false not genuine phony so there you go Something I like to do every summer When it gets warm and that's shave my head So that I'm not dealing with sweaty hair Shortly after I walk outside I don't know how I ever survived the 70s and the 80s Particularly the 80s And I used to have much longer hair on days like this. Although at the time I was in Syracuse, and Syracuse doesn't get that hot. I know. I mean, this is August. Average high temperature in Syracuse this time of year probably 82, 81. You know. So. 60% humidity, I know, dew point, probably also in the 60s, really not that uncomfortable as far as summer weather can be, but everything's relative. Including your aunts and uncles, they're obviously relatives. I'm on the hill again. So yet another hill. I was on this hill yesterday doing a magic two mile. So one of the problems, the major problem with doing a magic mile around here is that there isn't any flat ground here. So invariably, your magic mile is either predominantly uphill or predominantly downhill. Which doesn't really give you a fair reading. So, I decided, alright, I'll just do a mile from my house and then turn around and do the mile back. That way, all the uphills on the way out are downhills on the way back, and vice versa. Which for you in solving, is Latin for the opposite. That way, whatever the average is from the out and back, is a fair average for this area. Now that having been said, probably the biggest hill I run on in this area is in the middle of it. So I probably could have picked a less hilly course, but you get the idea and the uh, the thought behind it. So very happy. Averaged just a, just a little over ten minutes per mile. And wasn't trying to go as fast as I could. Looking more for a baseline as to what that might be. had been for the hill which I think is about a 60 to 80 foot climb I would have been comfortably under 10 minutes a mile which is good because I find that once I get someplace flat I can take off about a minute and a half for the same effort. So. It was a moderate effort, but not a uh, holy cow I can't breathe effort. Nowhere close to puking. Let's put this down here, I think. Yes, 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 I hear you. There we go. Just so I can change hands without blasting you with that beep. Same effort on the track, then would have put me in an eight and a half minute mile. So I'm happy with that for what felt like a moderate pace. Not a hard pace, but a moderate pace. So that was good. This, of course, is podcaster pace. This a tad slower. There we are. Alright, what else? What else? Well, said I wouldn't talk about it. And I'm tempted not to. But, I know there are some people who will be listening here. Just want to bring up something. So, and my good buddies let me know that we are starting to see some casualties of COVID in the fall. One of them was the Air Force Marathon, which is sadly now made the jump to a virtual for 2021 rather than an in person race. So, I've done that before. did that race back in 2010. And it's a great race. And for all the people who planned on doing that race... That really sucks. It's so bad for you. But of course what my... Good friend was... Concerned about was... What does that mean... For the hand of birds... Here in PA. And literally... One day away from being two weeks away. It's two weeks away tomorrow. Well, the honest answer is how do I know, right? I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. Definitely can't tell you what's going to happen with COVID. Because even sometimes things that should happen don't, things that shouldn't happen do. So, Anyone who tells you they know what's going to happen in the future with this is lying. But that having been said, I still feel comfortable and confident that we will get this race in, in person. Now, we may Indiana Jones this thing, so we may get this race in, and then Shortly thereafter the gates may be coming down but I think because it is on 9-11 and we are a fairly patriotic area here I think they're going to want to let 9-11 stuff happen particularly on the 20th anniversary of the original 9-11. I don't think they're going to want to shelter everybody in place on that day. That would be a bad omen. So, I think we'll get it in. Now, would I be surprised? I don't expect it, but would I be surprised if everything comes crashing down on the 12th No, I wouldn't I don't think it's going to happen But if it did, I wouldn't be all that shocked But I still feel good we're going to get it in So. So far, Pennsylvania is being judicious, shall we say With rolling out. New restrictions. I still think we're good. I still think we're good. Keep your travel plans. So Anyway. There's that. And now I promise no more. Until you arrive. Safely. And we speak face to face. So. There it is. Um, what else? I'm getting ready to retire. These shoes I'm in are starting to get to the point where they're not going to be usable anymore. my, My zero shoes, HFS's. Which officially stands for Happy Feet Shoe. But could stand for something else that we will not voice on this show. Because you never know when the kiddos are listening. Yeah, I think I have about 800 miles on these, which it's really good. I'm very happy with these shoes. Again, they're not incredibly expensive. You know, I think depending upon what brand you buy and what model, obviously, I think we're to the point where 130, 140 is kind of the average for what people are spending on new running shoes and uh, that's going to be top of the line as far as price goes for zero shoes so they're still very very affordable and when you figure you you can go buy another brand with all this cushioning and midsole and 350 to 500 miles later it's garbage you gotta throw it out and buy another 140, 150 maybe even 160 dollar pair of shoes to replace them nope for I think these were like 110 and yeah I didn't get 400 miles out of them. I'm going to get over eight. So, it's like saving uh, on a pair of shoes. And literally, the only reason I would get rid of these, and will be getting rid of these, is because of the heel. Because I do better in these shoes, but I'm still a scary heel striker. Particularly when I get tired. I start to overstride and then you see all the wear on the heels. But otherwise, no. I mean, the uppers are fine. The actual fabric on top isn't, I mean, great shape. The majority of the sole is still very usable. Um, You know, I usually will retire my running shoes. And make them my next pair of walking around ships. Since I don't heel strike when I walk. Just when I run. So, that's what will happen to these. And I will get, jeez, I'll probably get another 200 200 miles out of them. So, and just walking. So I'll get a thousand miles out of them. For a $110 pair of shoes. So. so just a little more than. A dollar. For every 10 miles. Right. It's probably like. 10.5 miles. For every dollar. That I spend. On these shoes. And. a good value. And of course. Since I don't have all that. Memory foam. And midsole. I get to use. The bottoms of my feet. And the muscles. And the bottoms of my feet. As the good lord intended. It's basically just enough shoe to make sure I don't step on a on a sharp rock or a stick or something that punctures my foot. That's really all it's doing. But, otherwise, it's very much a barefoot feel. And I will tell you, now, over time, I have noticed a huge difference in my running and in the strength of my feet and ankles by not running on memory foam pillows. So that does take a while to get used to, but once you do, Honestly, I, I can't imagine ever going back. And I did last Saturday. I had a race, race. I wish I had a run. My good buddy Anthony, and halfway through, also my good buddy Dwayne. And uh, it had rained. There's a shock around here. So I wasn't sure what the trail was gonna look like. I was expecting it to be exceptionally muddy. So I wore my trail shoes, which are ultras. Or as my good buddy Kevin likes to say, ultras. which it still makes me smile. I love that he mispronounces ultra as ultra. Don't change, buddy. I love hearing it, but they have midsole. They have cushions in that midsole, and let me tell you, I felt like I was running in moon boots for the first half of that run. It's like, what is going on? Why are my feet so heavy? Yep. And way back when, when I used to wear the same kind of shoes, probably most of you are wearing midsole, cushioning, particularly in the heel, right? One of the things I liked about these trail shoes. Was that they felt so light in compared to my road shoes, and now here we are. Fast forward, probably two years, and now they feel like Franken shoes. So amazing, amazing. So, so I hope for burden hand it's dry and I get to wear a pair of my Zero shoes because that'll be awesome I love talking about these shoes there are other ones out there do the same thing there's actually a uh, better known shoe company not that I can remember who they are now um, that's putting out Basically, this shoe, and just charging you thirty dollars more for it than zero shoes. Well, but otherwise, it's stitch for stitch, the same idea. So, if I remember before I finish recording, I will let you know. It's not Skechers, but it's like that. It's not one of the bigger names, but it's one that, I'm sure, if you are a runner, you've heard of. So, anyway, so bloody mess i reminded when 2009 I think is when I first tried shaving my head in the summer and I used that for the Boilermaker 15K which is also hilly. And I got my, my PR that year for the 15K, which is 1, 2, 3, 2, 4, I think. Or 2, 3, I'm not sure. So an hour and 23 minutes. And I want to see... It's either 20, 23 or 24 seconds. It's a sub-nine pace. It's like, I think it's like an 858. For 9.3 miles. I'm very happy with that. There are two, two large hills you have to climb in. One by a golf course. And one right in front of my old college. right by Utica College which when I went there was Utica College of Syracuse University. So I got a Syracuse University degree from attending there but now you don't. Now you just get a Utica College degree because they opted to go on their own which I suppose was not a bad call because they really didn't get a lot of respect from SU we got some of the goodies that the SU students got discounts on football games discounts on basketball games Um, admission to their libraries but our discounts weren't as good as the kids who went to Syracuse so huh. but yeah so yep crushed it up forget the name of the road I think it was called Burstone. And then turn the corner and you head down. So, and the first hill you hit at the golf course which is right around the beginnings of miles three. You're past miles three, but you're just past it. And you crest. the sign for mile four. So if you've done Little Rock, all right, you know this, that Little Rock is so into their race that they have permanent signs for the course. So you can go to Little Rock today and see a sign that says mile 20 of the marathon, because they've got permanent signs there. Utica has the same thing. So. If you crest. Right at mile four. Then it's downhill. And. I forget the name of the road. Um, Might be Oneida. I'm not sure. But. You head down. Down. Um, Obviously, you're to go through mile five, and then you whip around, head towards the college, and about, let's say about a quarter mile, once you get past the six mile sign, there's the hill waiting for you. And it's a, it's a climb. You get to the top. You bang the right. You start heading downhill again. Shortly after that, you see the mile seven sign. And you have over a mile of downhill because you go by the mile eight sign. And like a hundred yards or so after the mile 8 sign. You bang a right and you're heading towards the finish. So, about a mile, about a mile and a half from that point. Of course, when you're only 0.3 miles away, there's the last one for mile 9. And then it is literally downhill from there, 0.3 miles to the finish, and you finish at the FX Matt Brewery. So the race is called the Boilermaker. If you're familiar with the Boilermaker drink is, right? Shot in a beer. Well, this race is called the Boilermaker. One, because you start at the Utica Boilers, which is exactly what it sounds like. They make boilers, industrial boilers. And then you finish at a brewery that makes beer. So, and up until COVID, it was always the weekend after the 4th of July. So it's always hot. The other reason for it's called a boiler maker, because you're boiling. So, then when you're done, they used to give you a commemorative pin. I think they probably give you a medal now, because everybody wants a bloody medal for everything these days. But it's nice because it was unique. In, in a sense, it was very much like doing. An ultra where they hand you a belt buckle. Alright? And we don't need no stinking metal. We're going to give you a belt buckle the size of your face. Yep. So I like that. And so they used to give you this commemorative pin. So I have seven of them at my house. In chronological order in the years that I ran them so I believe my first one was 2005 which sounds right because my last one was 2012 I think so yep yeah. it's good stuff it's good stuff Although it might have been 4 and 11. I'm not sure. I think it's 5 and 12, though. But, of course, they had to cancel last year because of COVID. And then this year, they actually decided to not run it in the summer because they were afraid it wasn't going to happen. So they pushed it to October, November which flashing back now at the beginning of this show and what Air Force has decided to do may have turned out to be the absolute wrong decision <coughs> and they race it now They could have got done in July. They may not be able to get done in in, uh, November. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm already wondering if I'll be making a trip down to South Carolina or not. So, of course, I have. I have third times a charm. Swamp Rabbit Marathon this year. Tried to do it in 19. Then I had some financial issues that made the travel and the cost of the travel a non sequitur. Means I couldn't go. So, I, so. Then of course signed up for 20. 20 didn't happen, but they were trying to be nice about it, so they made it a virtual, and then said, as long as you sign up, let me send you your coupon code, we'll let you into the actual marathon in 21, gratis, which is Latin for free, there you go, there it is. So, you know worst case scenario. I you know. I say sorry. We can't have this race in person. I'm not out any money. Cause this was a free race. And I'll just cancel my hotel reservation. So I've been mean, good that but I would like to do it. I would like to check off South Carolina this year. You know, I'd like to say I did a marathon this year because you know last year was the that was the first year since 2006 that I did not run an official marathon. I did a virtual. but only me, myself, and I can count the virtual. doesn't count for anything else. Can't check off a state with a virtual. So, so hopefully I get to check off South Carolina, and then that will, that will have me in marathon states on the east coast from Vermont south all the way down to Florida. And then, for the deep south, I'll just leave Alabama. And then I've got the deep south done, or the southeast, whichever you wanna call it. Of course, Texas is very much in the south, but Texans, and probably rightly so, Consider themselves... Their own entity. They're definitely large enough to be their own entity. so will have to get Texas out of the way. Texas is one of those states... I'd like to actually have time... To see. You know? Nothing against Alabama, but... You know, if Alabama turns out to be a long weekend... I'm okay with it, you know? But I'd like to have at least, I'd like to have four or five days for Texas. So, so we'll see. We'll see. pretty much does it for me in topics how long have I yakked at you? 45 minutes oh good gracious, that's plenty long enough this is almost like my other show now so there it is alright, well I do have one more topic I'll wait till the mail lady goes by there she goes I want to put a shout out One more time I did it in my other podcast But I feel the need to do it again To my buddy Dave One That he stays safe There in New England As Ornry Ornry Heads his way So That's one And two just to publicly say, dude, I am proud of you. This is the guy who, I think in a momentary lapse of reason, decided that running a hundred mile race sounded like fun. But I like my crates a little crazy, so... I like that about him. So he does the training for all this. And then, of course, fate and the weather, which many days are the same thing, decided, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. And so he had to renegotiate with himself as to what an acceptable finish was going to be that day. So thankfully... It's one of those races that... You kind of decide... How far you're going to go... Once you cross the start line. So... He decided to downshift... (coughs) Yeah... To 100k... As opposed to 100 miles. It's still 60 bloody miles. Alright, so... It's still in long run. But... As always, he was upbeat and chipper, if I dare use the term, about having to make that decision. And just showed that you don't have to be a competitive jerk all the time, which is a lesson I'm getting better at but honestly, if I had trained for a 100 miler and then I couldn't do it, I'd be a little bit pissed. I wouldn't be so chipper. All right. So, being able to put this race into its proper perspective, let me just say is, um, it's helpful to see. Um, inspiring, I guess, is a good word. Um, pick any synonym of inspiring that you like. So, I guess, yeah. I'll finish up with a shout-out to my good buddy, Dave. For the helpful reminder that it's important is the effort that you put forward not necessarily the outcome so well done my friend very well done and now we're done so until we speak again be well enjoy your runs and your walks and see you later